0: Good morning. Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody? Right. Are you glad, glad you came to church today? Amen. Hasn't it been awesome all day long so far? So far, amen? amen? Amen. We welcome you and if you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad to have you and we hope that you feel right at home here and We hope that you feel the warm welcome of God's people and the sweet spirit of God that's in this place, and uh, we're just really glad you're here. North Star's a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Amen? We exist as a church. If you want to know, like, the cliff notes of who we are, it is in the very DNA of our church that we exist so that those that are far from God will draw near to him through the power of Jesus Christ. It's all about connecting people to a growing relationship with Christ and each other in order to fulfill their life purpose. Well, we're starting a brand new series today, and it's going to lead us up through Christmas. And our Christmas weekend's coming up, and if you haven't got... Some yard signs, man, get them. Please get them because they'll do us no good uh, sitting at guest services. So please today at both of our campuses, go to guest services and, and get a, uh, a, a yard sign, simply Christmas yard sign. And uh, this coming weekend is, is our Christmas weekend. And so wouldn't it be wonderful that when we get to heaven... As believers that somebody comes up to you and says you know I accepted Christ at a weekend service at North Star Church and what what prompted me to go was a sign that I saw in your yard so you can be instrumental in somebody coming to know Jesus Christ so please take some of those Uh, I know some people uh, I've seen them in yards I've seen three and four in people's yards and I think it's awesome as we're getting the news out well we also welcome those not only who are in the house but we welcome those that are joining us online today and uh, we also just went live at our tupelo campus make some noise so they can hear you guys over here i want to ask you a question i'd just like to start today with a question how many of you are planners how many are planners? Raise your hand. How many are more spontaneous? It's about half and half. Uh, actually, there are less spontaneous, but, but the, there are a lot of people who didn't raise their hand. All right. I don't know why, why people can't do that. I know how it feels. I'm the same way. I sit there like a knot on the log when they say, raise your hand if, and I just stare a hole to them. All right. L- l- redeem yourself. How many of you in the house, both campuses... How many are planners? Raise your hand. That's so much better. Two below. All right. How many are more spontaneous? Okay. Not quite half. I'm a planner. Uh, I wonder what kind of planner you are. There are some kind of planners that like plan. They're very detailed. Okay? And then there are are some planners that are meticulous. All right? They're meticulous. I mean, that drives me crazy. And then there are some that are OCD. Oh, amen for them. Okay. God bless them. God bless them. And then, of course, they're the spontaneous, which uh, I don't care if they plan or not. They just get up in the morning and go, and that's kind of it. Now, I, I personally am a planner. I'm not going to tell you which one. But I am a planner. Trust me. But sometimes I hate to plan. But I'll tell you what I hate worse than that. I hate to find out that I should have planned, but I didn't have a plan. So I plan. We plan our services, sometimes months in advance for series like this. And uh, in fact, we've planned this series for 12 months. You'll get that later. It's a Christmas, it's a Christmas series. But seriously, we do... Uh, We plan uh, our series, many of them, months out, but subject to change, right? God sometimes changes our plans. Sometimes I'll be right in the middle of a series, and God just puts it on my heart to to preach a different message, and even though I said, God, are you serious? I mean, seriously, God, this is a series, and God's God, and I'm not, so... um, we, we do what we do subject to change. What I'm going to talk about today, however, was when God made the announcement, and this is, this is something that we all need to know, and that is sometimes God changes our plans. Sometimes God changes our plans. The, the title of my message today is There's Been a Change of Plans. And sometimes I'm trying to catch a flight somewhere or... Something else is going on in my life, and I hear there's been a, a gate change, or there's been a flight cancellation, or there's been a change of plans. And so today, the passage is a key passage for that as we kick off this series. So if you have your Bibles, take them and turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. And we're going to begin to read with verse 26. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, look on the screen or look on with somebody or um, just turn your phone on. Don't be tweeting. Unless it's, man, this is a good message. I mean, that's okay, but um, don't be texting anybody unless you're texting to give. I mean, I'm, I'm just setting the ground rules for today, amen? Aren't you glad you came? I'm full of it today. All right, full of good stuff. Here we go. Luke chapter 1, the Bible says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Who is with her? Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God, you will conceive and give birth to a son. I'm the the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me be fulfilled. Just looking on the surface, it looked like there wasn't a lot of planning. Then the Bible says, then the angel left her. On the surface, it looked like, wow, this is, I mean... It's not sacrilegious to think like this or talk like this. It's just looking, it, just, it didn't seem like it was a lot of planning, all right? I mean, it looks like. I mean, here is Mary and um, uh, she's going to have a, a, a baby and they hadn't even reserved a room, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, she's expecting a child. And so it didn't look like there was a lot of planning. It looks like, like the, the angel didn't even come to Joseph. Whew, can you imagine? Joseph is, walks in and he, he sees his, his fiance is uh, showing. And it looks like the angel which talked to Mary, which tried to explain to Mary what's going on, looks like, you know, if I'd have been God, I'd have just sent one angel and to let him talk to both of them, save on the fuel bill, and all of that. <laughs> on the surface, it looks like it was poor planning. But God had a purpose. Sometimes in our lives, it, we can't understand why things happen the, the way that they happen. Some of you are listening today, and you're in a quandary. You're in, you're in a state, a season, and you don't understand what's going on. And God says, there's been a change of plans. What do you do in life when it seems like there has been a change of plans? That's what I want to talk to you about today. What do you do when life tells you that there has been a change of plans? For example, you planned this Christmas to go to one house to celebrate Christmas, but they're no longer together. This year, you planned, to, or this job that you have, you plan to have forever and to retire at that job, but you don't. You no longer have that job, and you're having to find another job. Are you, are in the midst of something? And it seems like it's not going to work out. What do you do when life tells you that there has been a change of plans? The writer Solomon in Proverbs said this. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust him. Put your life in his hands. Trust him. Mary was planning a wedding. She was very young. She was engaged to Joseph, and she was planning a wedding. But God said, there's been a change of plans. While she was planning a wedding, God was planning a way to save the world. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's not that she didn't want to have a baby. She just didn't want to have a baby like this or a baby right now. I have learned that when God does something in our lives, he doesn't always check our calendar. I wish he would sometimes. God, don't you know that I've got this going on? This has been a full week. I mean, totally. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Verse 6. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. I want to talk to you today about when there's been a change of plans. And I want you to write this down. This is what I know. Don't let your plans cause you to miss God's provisions. Don't let your plans cause you to miss God's provisions. Mary, I I realize you're planning a wedding. You're planning a wedding shower. Guess what? There's been a change of plans. You need to plan a baby shower. Call the cousins of the family and say, look, the wedding's off, the baby's coming. Don't let your plans cause you to miss God's provision. God says, you say, I don't understand it. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lay not unto thine own understanding. So, Pastor, I I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through right now. Don't let the way you think mess up the way that God has for you. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, I knew that. He's God and I'm not. So what do we do? How can we get ready for this Christmas season? This message is not just how to get ready for Christmas season. It's how to make it through the season. Not not the Christmas season, but the season of your life. Whatever you're going through, how do you make it through those times? And this applies to Christmas. Because I know some of you are going to be traveling, and you've got to go see the in-laws, you hear how I said that? You got to go see them. And uh, with, I know you want to go see them, especially if your spouse is sitting next to you right now. Uh, uh, crazy Fred, Uncle Fred is going to be there. And, you know, he always brings us something that he, we really don't need. And the pastor might show up and he, you know, anyway. How do we get ready for the season? Number one, write this in your notes. Plan for interruptions. There are going to be interruptions that come into your life. While Mary, Mary was planning a wedding, God was planning a way to save the world. And this really came at an inopportune time. It was an interruption to her. It was an interruption to her life. She had big dreams. Maybe you've come today and you've had an interruption. Something that has, like, caused your world to stand still. Understand that God's got this. The angel, I mean, later talked to Joseph, but we'll talk about Joseph at another time. But the angel told her, you're going to have a baby, Mary. This was an interruption to her life. Now, I've got four of these. The first three are going to like phew, go by really quick. I have found that the biggest invitations are many, not necessarily the biggest invitations, but many of the invitations that God gives to me come in the form of interruptions. God teaches me so many things. I had prefer not to be interrupted. I like I like a a regiment. I like to do things a certain way, uh, and I'm pretty much woo, like that. Uh, I have a set schedule, and when when you start messing with my schedule—not you, but life—starts messing with my schedule. Whoo, man! I have to be careful because I my attitude might change, and I don't always like interruptions. But some of the biggest invitations that I have received in my life from God, came in the form of interruptions. Moses was minded his own business and suddenly God interrupted him. He came in the form of a burning bush, a bush that was burning, the Bible says, and not yet was burning, but not yet burned. It didn't burn. It was burning, but it didn't burn out. God comes to us and Sometimes right now in your life, you, what may seem like an interruption to your family, to your work, to your situation, to your finances. I mean, how many really like to be interrupted when it, talk, when it comes financially, when it comes to our finances? How many like to be interrupted when it comes to relationships? How many like to be interrupted when it comes to marriage and family? But don't let that keep you and cause you to miss the destiny that God has for you. Number two, not only do we need to plan for interruptions, we need to plan for inconvenience. Inconvenience. Have you ever been inconvenienced? Yeah, last week. Yeah, this morning. Mary learned that life is not always convenient. Trust in the Lord with all of thy heart and lean not into thine own understanding, but in all of thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Not only was Mary divinely pregnant, supernaturally pregnant. How am I going to explain this? pregnant she also had to take a donkey ride 90 miles to the census to pay taxes 90 miles sometimes I don't even like to drive 90 miles I ain't really riding a donkey I had a horse well I had a donkey too I had a mule we, we had everything growing up but after have ride my horse across the pasture, usually without a saddle, uh, sometimes without a bridle. Man, I wish I had a picture of this. I held on to his ears. His name was Toby. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Uh, 90 miles, not only that, the baby was going to be born. His name was Toby, and I did ride him without a bridle. I know some of you are not believing me, so come back in. Come on. You ADD people, come on. 90 miles. Not only did she have to ride the donkey 90 miles, Joseph at her side. The baby was born in a barn. We have to plan for the inconveniences of life. So you need to do that this this Christmas. You may go to, to have dinner here and then have to go have dinner here and you may be inconvenienced but realize this is not a perfect world and family's not going to be here forever. Take it and go with it. Am I talking to anybody today? All right. Number three, plan, plan for imperfections. Imperfections. We do not live, hold up your right hand and repeat after me. No, don't, don't do that. We do not live, I need to realize that I do not live in a perfect world. This is what I know, write this in your notes. Sometimes our expectations of perfection will stop our celebration of progress. If you'll just look around, I know your situation may be difficult, but if you'll look around, if you're expecting everything to be perfect, you're going to miss the very thing that's, that God is doing in your midst. Sometimes our expectations of perfection will stop our celebration of progress. I've seen it time and time again in families. I've seen it in churches. I've seen it in my own life that uh, uh, because I, I wanted it to be right and perfect, I didn't take the time to celebrate what was good. I mean, what, when I wanted it... To, to, to be right in my family and I didn't feel like it was right in my family. I, I was getting in a, uh, uh, in a bad place <laughs> because something was going on in my family and it stopped me from celebrating what was good in my family. Same is true in the church. We could be so focused on what's not perfect that we fail to realize what God is doing, the progress that God is bringing into our lives, is this hitting home to anybody? It may not be to you, but boy it is it is to me. Everything does not have to be perfect to celebrate god 's victories we We like to celebrate progress uh, in in our culture. everybody does I guess, like the The first sonogram, and when the baby starts talking, uh, we celebrate, even though you can't understand the baby, it's not been true in our family though, you know, when we started having grandkids very early on, my wife's at a different service, but um, I'll have to deal with this later, but that's okay, it's worth it because I'm fixing to say it. The first words that would always come out of our grandkids mouths my was T-Daddy. That's me. If you don't know who that is, that's me. Uh, Nani usually came second. Mama and Daddy, maybe on third or fourth down the line. T-Daddy, T-Daddy, T-Daddy. And I usually responded, well, anyway, uh, I, I'll just tell you, I usually responded, you little buzzard head. Uh, but T-Daddy. The truth is, I couldn't understand them saying T, Daddy, or Nani, either one. And I would prefer them to say Mama and Daddy first. But we celebrate progress, we celebrate victories. And I think that's important. The Gospel of John, if you have your Bibles, uh, um, turn over to chapter 1. You know, w- we'll have a clean house. Some people are just like this, and if you like this, look at me. Uh, seriously, if you're like this, you need to get right. or get a, or like me, get on medication. The house can be clean. I'm talking about spotless. And I can look over there. I mean, I'm, I'm confessing here, okay? This is like therapy for me. Thank you for coming and listening. I can have a clean house. I'm just glad my wife's at the other campus. I I can have a clean house and look over and see one cluttered table, and it drives me crazy. So what do you do about it? I get up and go over and clean it. I've been married a long time. I know what to do to, to, to fix things. But if we're not careful, we'll be so blinded to what is good and, and concentrating on something that's negative or bad, and it affect us. I am so glad that God did not wait till we were perfect to save us. Because none of us would be saved. I'm so glad that while we were still sinners, Romans 5, 8, Christ died for us. God didn't call down an audible play from heaven. Say, all right, uh, this is it, y'all fix this. John chapter 1, verse 11 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God, who is sovereign, expected, he knew, because God is all-knowing. But God knew. He looked at the world, and he said, the world's got a problem. I'm God. I know it. I see it. And because God expected imperfection, he incarnated perfection. That means that he sent his son, his son, Jesus, to the earth, who, who became flesh and made his dwelling among us and then Jesus went to the cross and he did for us what we could not do for ourselves plan for imperfections and here's the last one I'm going to spend a little more time here Uh, plan for impossibilities plan for impossibilities Mary said in Luke chapter 1 verse 34 how on earth can this be? Mary asked the angel since I am a virgin. And then it says in verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. I believe that God wants to work through your life in such a way. Listen to my heart today. I believe that God wants to work through your life in 2017 in, in such a way that it defies human reason. How will this happen? How could this possibly happen? For no word of God will ever fail. Some of you, there's somebody listening today who needs to hear this, that God never fails. Plans may change, but God never, God never fails. Some of you may have an excessive weight on you, a burden on you, Some are going through a dark season of your life. The Bible says he will never leave you or forsake you. God's word never fails. Some are listening today that are having a hard time reconciling what's going on in your life today. Reconciling that with the fact that God has the world in his hands, and everything under control. So I want you to write this down. Don't let the pain that you are experiencing cause you to miss the purpose of God. You may be, you may feel like you're buried in the pain of the season of the life that you're in. Don't let your pain make you miss God's purpose. And here's another one. I hope you wrote that one down quick. I had to put these two together. Don't let what you've lost cause you to miss what you have. Don't let the experience, the joy, the difficulty that you've lost cause you to miss what you've got. That's very similar to what I said a moment ago. Don't be focused so much on the problem that you. That you miss the celebration, that you miss the, the celebration of progress, the, the direction, the purpose of God. Don't let what you've lost cause you to miss what you have. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Jeremiah 29:11. We're going to put it on the screen, but I, I don't think I have to have my Bible, well, I better. I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. The King James Version says, thus saith the Lord. I'm not making fun of it. That's just the way I learned it. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Sometimes we get the plans and the promise confused. Confused. You're going through a season of life. He broke your heart. And it could very well be that you need to thank God for him breaking your heart because through him breaking your heart, it got you. You lost him, but you've got something. You've got your life in Jesus Christ. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Now, I read verse 11 on purpose. Verse 10 reads like this, which is before verse 11, right? It it says that, it tells us that the the children of Israel were in Babylonian captivity. This is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring bring you back to this place. Now that's the context of verse 11. After 70 years, they were in Babylonian captivity, 70 years. And after 70 years, I'm going to bring you back. So, well, I've always just like, claimed that verse, like, for me. Well, you can do that. That's fine. It's a personal word of God to you. It's a promise. But don't get the promise and the plans mixed up. What we like to zone in on is uh, purpose, hope, future. Purpose, hope, future. Purpose, hope, future. Whew, I claim that. It's a promise of God. The key word is, I know the plans I have for you. Don't worry about the purpose, hope, and future. God is saying, I know the plans I have for you. And so this is what God did at Christmas. Christmas is a cosmic announcement that there's been a change of plans. Mary's planning a wedding. There's been a change of plans. Joseph wanted a pure virgin, but there's been a a change of plans She's still a virgin, but she's going to have a baby. God sent Jesus to the earth. I've thought about it like this. I wonder if God is, well, I I don't wonder. It it didn't happen like this. What if God, it's not like God said, uh, all right, David, all right, go to earth. Give it your best shot. All right, well, that didn't work out. Moses, give it your best shot. All right. I guess we're going to have to send Jesus. Nobody else was could save the world. That's not how it happened. The Bible says that God knew before the foundation of the world that Jesus would be slain. The devil thought that Jesus was dead. The devil thought... Je- that he had had killed the one that had had come to save the world from their sins. Jesus went down dead, went down into a borrowed tomb, stayed there three days. The ground started shaking, the rock rolled out, not to let Jesus out, but to let them in. He said, devil, there's been a change of plan." (laughs) he went into the tomb on the Friday and he came out holding the keys to heaven and hell some of you today you need to do the same thing you need to tell the devil devil I came in here confused I came in here depressed I came in here discouraged I came in here disillusioned I came in here mad been a change of plans I'm going to leave with victory I'm going to leave with forgiveness I'm going to leave with hope because there's been a change of plans some of you came today and you're struggling in your marriage and you need to tell the devil today there's been a change of plans I'm not perfect He's not perfect, she's not perfect. But we're not giving up, giving out, or giving in. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna follow God together. There's been a change of plans. Some of you are listening today and you have messed something up. I'm talking about embarrassingly bad. But you're leaving today having told the devil there's been a change of plans I serve a risen Savior who's in the world today and I'm going to follow Him and church let me tell you as I close God does have your best interest at heart you may feel like you've made a mistake or you've messed things up let me tell you something the Bible says if we confess our sins He is faithful and just to forgive us Romans chapter 8, verse 3 says, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And to be, so he condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, he took on himself the sins of the world. And he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And all God's people said, Say it again. And the church said, amen. amen and Amen. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the word today. Thank you for the service today. Thank you for baby dedication today. I believe that there are those listening that have never given your heart to Christ. Religion says, Do this and you. Give this up, you can be right. Jesus says, I went to the cross so you could be righteous. And today, the Spirit of God is drawing you. I don't care if you've been in church all of your life or if this is your first time in church. But you've never been saved. Would you just call on Jesus, right here, right now, where you are, where you're listening, and say, God, today, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I know I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins on the cross, and I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior to forgive me. I believe you died and rose for me. And today, I put my trust in you. I repent of my sins, and I say yes to you. I put all of my trust in you to be my Savior, and I follow you today as my Lord. Maybe your prayer today is, Lord Jesus, help me to deal with the pain. Help me to deal with the problems. Help me to deal with the change of plans, the inconvenience, the imperfections, the interruptions. And God, help me to deal with the impossibilities. Because with you, all things are possible. And I want to pray for everybody at both campuses. Would you please stand? I just want to pray this prayer over you. So I pray, Heavenly Father, um, you know the hearts of every individual that's listening. And I pray that you would minister to people's hearts today. And Lord, if there are folks that need to be saved, help them, God, just draw them to you. God, people that need to confess sin, help them to do that. People that need to just ask you to come at the the front of the auditorium and kneel before you. Help them to come. God, if somebody just is dealing with things right in their seat, right where they're at, just help them. But most of all, God, help us to trust you. Trust you. Trust you to do what needs to be done in our hearts today. We love you and thank you.